<laughs> Hello everyone, Happy New Year to you. I thought I'd go live. I want to connect with my buddy, uh, Reza Adil, who's in Islamabad. And the reason I want to do that is because the recent tragic events over there. Hello. Hey. Can you see me? Uh, I can see you and I can hear you. How are you doing? You're right. I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm good. Snowed under. No, are you snowed under? It's, ra it's raining here. What's the weather <laughs> no, like in Islamabad? No. no, Islamabad is the temperature and weather has improved just today. It almost felt like a sort of a mild summer's day, but it's been quite freezing cold. It goes down to about four degrees at night here. So it's not unlike being in London except with far more greenery and more hills and, <laughs> and, and, and surrounded by lots of Pakistanis, which is, which is normal anyway. But they <laughs> <laughs> weird, that. It's weird, isn't it? Considering that you're in Pakistan, as, as, who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? No, but, it's, um... it's, it's a bit of an eye opener. I'm visiting my brother and uh, I haven't, I mean, I visited Islamabad for like a day or two before, like almost two decades ago. But now I've spent some extended time here People in Islamabad are so different from people in Karachi. It's like a totally different world. People are far more chilled out, far more relaxed. And really? um, That's yeah, yeah. Is it, just, is it just the pace of life or is it the weather or what is it? No, no, or is no. It there is a pace. Surrounds? No, there is a pace of life. But um, uh, one of the weird things is I do a lot of walking in the mornings in Islamabad because it's like just a very oxygenated environment. And I, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get back to full health. I got food poisoning in Karachi almost the day I landed. Yeah, I know, and, because we were actually, I don't know if people have been following and stuff, but we were supposed to actually meet in Karachi. And that's right. The day, and it was a day when I went to cover the, um, the Pack Wheels Order show. And, and that was the day we were actually supposed to get together and actually go to the show together. Uh, and then, of course, that's the day you decided to eat something a bit dodgy and get seriously quite ill. No, no I, I actually got, of all the places, I mean, I, I can actually put my finger on where I got ill. I got ill from eating McDonald's. <laughs> and I had, I had my, my brother... Um, got on my case, uh, uh, he said what happened is, I didn't order any of the burgers, I ordered right. a, a, muk, a chicken muk Arabia that obviously not many people order and it comes with a sauce and that sauce probably did it to you. Oh my and, god. Um, the sauce that the, the, the sandwich is wrapped in. And <laughs> as he was telling me this, I, I, I became very vomity at that time. And basically, Ugh. that food poisoning, the effects of that food poisoning lasted throughout my sort of 10 days in Karachi oh my and then God. into the into another four or five days in Islamabad. I only started feeling really normal like a couple of days ago. Um, you know, I was very lucky because I went to McDonald's twice. I think I ate in Hardy's once and, a, and I ate in quite a few other places as well. But I actually fared all right because I was quite worried about getting ill as well. But I, I actually did okay. I didn't actually have a problem. So I'm really surprised that that happened to you. Normally, I think the, the key is to stay away from salads and stuff like that anything that's been washed in water right and i suspect that the muk arabia that i had had salad well it did have salad in it and it, it's just one of those things it's it, it can happen to you anywhere i it happened to me in mcdonald's and yeah and um it's not pleasant being literally under the weather in, in, in any it doesn't it doesn't matter where it is but that 
that it didn't work for me. It didn't work so for me at all. So you had an eventful few days in Karachi, and then you came back to Islamabad, and you had, I was going to say eventful, but you had, would it be fair to say, in light of the tragic incidents that have occurred there, a near-death experience? Yeah, we were, so as a family, we decided to go in one car, without looking any, at any reports, without without really knowing there was so any on, problem. So, so, for, so for all of those watching, let's just put a little bit of context on this first. What's actually happened? Um, hello to all those who are joining. Hello to those who are watching. Uh, we're just, I'm just catching up with my buddy who's in uh, Islamabad at the moment. Just recap as to what actually happened there recently. So, um, Murray is a hill station in the northern parts of Pakistan. It's about an hour's drive out of Islamabad and it's a hill station that is very very popular during the holiday times. Uh, Murray, uh, so it must have been a hill station established as a sort of almost like a, a British colonial um, venture maybe 100 to 150 years ago. Um, it's very touristy, it's almost like the Leicester Square of the region. Um, when the weather is nice and cool um, in this part of the world, people head to the beach or they head to a hill station and they head there in droves and they come from miles and miles and miles away. Murray is like the, the proverbial bees honey pot. Everyone goes there. It's got lots of shops, etc, etc, etc. And I, I went to Murray last maybe about 25 years ago. And Probably we as a family, um, sorry? Probably the same here, actually. Very, right. very so we thought, we thought, okay, we're in Islamabad. Murray is one of those places we should go and see. And there were no, there were no weather, there were no real weather warnings or weather alerts. Um, and we didn't think really twice about jumping in a car. Four of us, was it four of us? Yes, four of us. We, uh, including my brother, we, we, we drove up to Murray and when you're driving to Murray, you are consistently ascending ever increasingly windier roads that their gradient is continually increasing. And, and you're, what you're doing is you're, you're climbing into the sort of, a, a extent, uh, sort of an extension of the Murgala Hills. Yeah. And what you see is effectively you see clouds hugging the top of the hills. Yeah, and, yeah, you know you're, and you know you're going to break through those clouds the higher yeah. you get. Yeah. And... We, we got this. My, my vague memory from when I went, which, like you say, probably was 25 years ago plus, um, was quite, a, quite a, shall we say, an alarming road with, you know, not many barriers and um, a, a steep drop uh, and often narrow in many places. Is it still like that? Well, um, yes. And the but the the surprising part was that between me going there last time which as i said was about 94 ish so about yeah, actually almost 28 years ago actually if i do the maths right is that they have the the sort of the 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 civic engineering has really improved they put really nice visible barriers along the edges of the road most of the way, the roads are much smoother, they're, they're less indented. I mean, overall, a much better experience and, and, and it, as it turned out, a much more deceptive experience because right. you're, you're, you're even more and more confident than, hang on, they, they've really done a little bit of work here. They're, they're, I mean, of course, there's some scary, hairy drops down the side of the, 
if you stop, you can see, oh my God, that, you know, there's like a 400, 500 meter drop. Yeah. But it's much better protected. When I went there last, there were there was no, there was sort of like um, uh, scattered uh, debris of fencing and, and yeah. or no fencing. So yeah. and 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 trucks hurtling at you in the opposite direction at six hundred uh, yeah, miles yeah, yeah. an hour. Yeah, yeah. And and actually the clues were there when we were going up the hill. That I think it was on the Thursday. The clues were there. Not many people were going mm -hmm. up the hill with us. Okay. The clues were there, and so we were watching. I was watching the sat nav, and and last week was it? So this was Thursday last week, and apparently, what followed happened around the evening of Thursday and the beginning right. of Friday. So so we had a very hairy escape, but as we were ascending, but, but, but just paint a picture. There was you said there were four of you in a car. What was the car? So this is an MG crossover. I think it's a ZS model. Okay. I know very little about. I know very yeah. little about these cars. Yeah. Other than I, I know more about it now because I asked my brother these questions. It's a front wheel drive. I think. Am I right in assuming it's one point six or two liter, something like that? Probably. I don't know what the spec are over there, but yeah, it could well just. I mean, although it looks like an. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a front wheel. So drive. it's one of those cars that that looks quite smart in Islamabad. It's quite a smart car. It's a it's a very very capable everyday run around car. Lovely to pick up the kids in. Lovely to to you know get over the, the small bumps, etc., etc. But we yeah. found the limit of that car on that day. Yeah. On Thursday, we found the actual limit of so that just, car. So just to answer Shreya's question, was there any snowfall? Stick with the story. Because yeah, there was a bit. So yeah, we're coming. So, so, so just go on with what happened when you went out on. So this was on Thursday earlier in the day. You drove up four of you to Murray. So we were. So I can give you almost specific timings. We arrived within one kilometer. So no. So let me put it this way: we we went past what was the center where you can take a sort of a cable car, sort of a hanging cable car, and. and uh, there was some, it was very there was virtually no cars on the road. I, I mean, it kind of, again the clues were there. There were no cars on the road, and we thought, hang on, should we park here and take a cable car? No, no one, no one was interested in dangling yeah. these cable cars. So we carried on up the road, yeah. and, and I, I suspect we were within about a, a kilometre and a half of main Murray sort of town centre which is called more it's called Moor Road or, or Mile Road. I so think the, Mile Road. So at this point, what was the no weather? Snow. There's no snow. The, right. All there is was so I, this is what I must emphasize. It was it was something that just caught us very quickly. So right. within about so a kilometre and a half away is this lift ride up. There's no snow. Yeah. There is, however, a little bit of cloud cover. We know we're going through the clouds because the, the temperature has dropped another yeah. sort of five degrees. Yeah. And there's sort of that cloud condensation. And it, it looks like rain, but it's not rain. You're just driving yeah. through clouds. Yeah. And we did a very sharp then right turn, which took us past a very a, a sort of a, a resort kind of thing and sort of empty, kind of empty yeah. and deserted resort where there's still no snow. But I notice this sort of, you know, the remnants of snowy ice right, at right, the right. side. So I noticed one remnant, another remnant. So a bit of we frost. Did a, a, just, no, no frost. There was no right, frost. Right. It was, um, 
it was like it was like it had snowed three days ago and it was just clearing oh, up. A bit slushy then. Not slush, just like icy snow. Oh, okay. There was no slush, right? And we did another corner turn, and this is what was remarkable. On that next corner turn, there was snow everywhere. It went from no snow. As you went around the corner. As we went around the co corner, from no snow to one or two pieces. So literally in two corners, we went from no snow to absolute snowfall. Oh my goodness. And, but what was very useful <laughs> once- that, that snowing or it was just snow that was settled? Snow that was set, it wasn't snowing. It was snow that was right. settled, but it was about okay. a foot deep. From no snow to about a foot deep. Right, got it. And, and through the snow, there were, the, there were these car tracks that, had, and we thought, hang on, these cars have gone up here because there are car tracks which yeah. had, which where, where, so the base of the track was clear road. So yeah. it's very weird. It's a very, very weird sort of semi-encouraging to keep carry on going forward. On the next turn, which, which, which I distinctly remember, now, by the way, something hairy has already happened. We've now noticed that there are no more, there's no more concrete barriers on the, on the, on the edges of the road. Now that it is sheer falls. So is it, hang on, so was that just the way the road is or have they disappeared under the snow or whatever? No, no, they just, they, no, they haven't disappeared under the snow. That is the way the road is. It is oh, okay. <laughs> so I would have thought this is probably where those barriers are far more useful. Yeah, I mean, now they are, what, three quarters of the way up to Murray? And the road is at least 60% of the width that it was up to here. And now right. on the sat-nav, it shows that we are within 500 meters of main mall. It's called Mall Road. Okay, so about half a kilometer. So we've now traveled an hour and 20 minutes. The next 500 meters, you know, a, a reasonable human being is going to say, right, well, let's finish this and let's get up there. Yeah, I mean, half a kilometre in the car is like, yeah, we'll be there in a couple of minutes. It's fine, yeah. Right. As we now, now we, we did a very hairy right turn where there is, there is a fall of about four or five hundred metres at the end of this road. And now we're going up a gra the gradient is obviously increasing. And I, my guesstimate is we're on a gradient of about 15%. That's my guesstimate. Yeah, I mean, and you know. Which is what you'd expect of a mountain, right? It's not like it's not like too severe. It's like any normal front-wheel drive car should be able to do that, right? But halfway up this gradient, the gradient increases, and then the road disappears to slush, and ah. the, the snow doubles within about fifty meters, literally within fifty meters, and now we are in a precarious position because the car has now lost grip. Yeah. And is sliding backwards slightly. Towards the cliff edge, which has no barriers. In a direction which is neither forwards or backwards, but slightly sideways, it's sliding. Correct. Oh my God. And you're, so you're just passing at this point. We're passive, we're, we're on a ride. We're on a roller coaster ride already. And so the brakes, do kick in because as the car inches back it catches a little bit of traction on the fresh snow and we are royally screwed at this point because we can see another severe turn up in front which probably is the last or second last turn before 
main lorry. Are you now moving forward again, or are you still? We're stationary. Still We're stationary because some fresh snow on the side of the road has caught the grip of the tire. Okay, right. So it's just it's just stopped you there, right? So hello to anyone joining at the moment. We're just I'm just talking to my buddy Reza over in Islamabad, and he was actually in Murray during the recent um, quite unfortunate events there, and he's just recapping his own experience of being on that road from Islamabad up to Murray. At this point, we've got about 500 meters short of Murray town itself, and he's just encountered double the amount of snow, and the car just lost traction and started sliding towards the cliff edge, caught only by a little snowy edge. And so we have effectively five foot, maybe six foot on our left side clearance, and about six or seven foot on our right side. I mean, the road isn't that wide. It, the road can, in really great conditions, take two cars. Um, in, um, uh, but in these conditions, what you've got is fresh snow either side and a little track in the middle, but that track is not tacky. It's, uh, or th there's, there's no tackiness to it. It's, it's, it's very slippery. It's just crushed ice. And yeah. seemingly, although it's not snowing, it's about... I would have thought of a foot and a half, two foot, two foot of snow. Now, we're a little bit screwed because it is, whilst we're thinking that we should make it to the top, which is going to be the safe option, even going forward is quite treacherous because there's a sharp curve to the left with nothing in front. So even if we were able to gather momentum, which we can't, how would we stop that momentum? going uphill in slippery conditions with a front-wheel drive car that would lose it perhaps at the top. So we're in this very, very precarious position. So the next thought is, well, we need to reverse down or turn the car around, Yeah. which is, which is ridiculously hard if you've got no traction and almost no width to turn the car around in. Oh, my God. And is there traffic at this point on the there road? There is no traffic. Once again, the, the, the clue is in the environment. There is no traffic going up or down this mountain. And, and that, that should have been a clue for us as to not, not carry forward. Reyes is asking a question, which is probably more for Ali than for you. Was there any traction control system in the car that offered a terrain response system such as uh, snow or mud mode or anything like that? Um, I, I don't. Uh, the answer is I don't know. Um, I suspect I there probably wasn't. If it was just a front-wheel drive car, I think there probably isn't. Well, this is just it. When when um, people buy these crossover cars, I I very much doubt that most people who buy crossover cars are buying them for this kind of these kind of conditions. But That's once again, different. one can get fooled into thinking that they are far more capable than they are. If anyone can. Um, mm. I, I, I perhaps thought that perhaps, you know, it might make it, but um, there was no way. Um, I mean, I, I, and the, in, the incline was probably more than 15%. It was sort of like between the 15 and 20%. Yeah. It was a serious yeah. incline. Yeah. Now, we so got just, very... So just to recap, you are stuck 500 meters short of Murray, three quarters of the way up a mountain. Uh, it's snowy conditions. There's pretty much no traction on the road now. The road itself is empty. You're facing forwards but you've pretty much made the decision at this point that it's not safe to continue and you're now trying to figure out how you turn it around we've even come to the conclusion whether it's safe or not that we can't continue forward that car is not going to is, there's no traction and the question is do we reverse down or do we turn the car around now both seem like ridiculous 
solutions, reversing down is treacherous, turning the car around is treacherous because there's hardly any width to turn the car around in, yeah. even if it does get traction. Yeah. Now, this is the point at which where normally guardian angels appear. <laughs> if, if they're going, if they're going to make an appearance, if they're going to make an appearance, Pray, prayer, prayers are made, sacrifices are made. <laughs> the gods if they're going to appear, this is when they do appear. Yeah. So, so behind us, at sort of like 30, 40 meters away, I, I see a Toyota Hilux uh -huh. um, with chains on the wheels. Right, right, right. Smart guy. Stopped behind us, and it seemingly was a park ranger who got right. out. Really, I mean, really, a guy, not not only a cool guy, but a guy who was utterly keeping his cool. Um, so, and, and guardian angel, then. Exactly, guardian angel. Give exactly what you want to see in a situation like that. A park exactly ranger. what you want to see. Yeah, and, and at this point, two... two um, Two chaps, two guys were walking down the hill. They were sort of, uh, uh, sort of. It seemed like either laborers or, or just just guys passing by. And he said to them quite casually, "Right, help me with the car now." Yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, they obviously, he's a man of authority. What they did yeah. is, he said to us, "We're going to turn the car around." Okay. Right, we're going to turn the car around. And I'm now wondering how, so the way, so we got into turning the car around and he, so what he suggested was a brute force or, or negotiating it, negotiating it around or just using brute force to push it around. Right. So I got out of the car mm -hmm. and we first had to push the car to, towards the left onto fresh snow so that it would gain a little bit of traction. So you physically pushed it? Well, we, 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 we did. We judded it, and, and that, along with a little bit of uh, foot on uh, on the power from my brother, brought the car into a... And this, by the way, what I'm talking about took about 25, 30 minutes. Wow. So it's now perpendicular to the, to the direction of travel. So 25, 30 minutes, you were on this road, and there were no other cars apart from this... Uh... No other cars apart from this. There were no cars. There, were, there was no way any car was going up there. So those, those of you just now, I'm just talking to my buddy Reza over in Islamabad, who was actually on the Murray Road recently when the tragic uh, occurrences happened last week. And he's talking about how at this point he's three quarters of the way up to Murray and he's stuck and they're trying to get the car turned around because it's impossible to go any further. My question at this point is that because you said that there were no other cars uh, on the road at this time, from all the reports that we've read, people are complaining that they were still allowing uh, tourists to go up that road even after they knew it was dangerous. But you're saying there were no other cars that you saw in the so 25... I can, give you, I, I can give you a timestamp on this. This was, this was 12.30 on Thursday afternoon. When we were turning the car around, uh, because I I, I I like to take photos absolutely everywhere, but my my senses totally uh, left me at that point. Uh, I was fixated on turning the car around. I I, I should have documented this uh, photographically, but yeah. my mind was, and I'll tell you why. Because the worst of it wasn't over. Yeah. So having negotiated this car very slowly to perpendicular position. Now the front of the car is pointing at the side of the, the, the hill, on, uh, which is on the climb, and the reverse of the car is pointing basically towards mid-air, a 600, yeah. four to 600 meter drop. 
And God. yours truly is behind the car. Oh my God. Trying to let my brother know how far he can reverse if he get, gets some traction. And yeah. I've actually got about six to eight foot of snow to the edge behind me. Oh now God. the problem is, if he gains traction and the car goes a bit too quickly, he's going to push me off the hill. Yeah, yeah. And if I don't stand there, there is no way for me to tell him how much distance he's got yeah. behind him. Yeah. And the other problem is, the car is still not getting much traction, so it goes from having no traction to a little bit of traction to a hell of a lot of traction yeah. if it gains it. Catapult. S sorry? If it suddenly catches, it could catapult. It will send me first, yeah. and then it will follow. And, and given the events that followed afterwards, and we've seen a lot of these, um, uh, a lot of the footage in Murray of cars literally doing nothing and just sliding off the side of the, the mountain. Mm -hmm. um, I'm telling you right now, we, are, we do appreciate, I certainly do appreciate that that's that's what that's where we were and that's it didn't happen to me that which is why i'm right. talking right now so God. he li little bits and pieces little bit it wasn't a three-point turn it was probably a 300 point turn from I that I perspective i make light of the matter but that famous uh, meme with austin powers trying to turn a uh that's car right. comes to mind <laughs> With an imaginary wall, with an imaginary wall that is a cliff edge, yeah. oh which is and, um, and and I and I am the rear rear um, distance sensor, yeah. sort of like a human distance sensor. So um, that's what was happening, and we did turn the car around, but the game is not over. We now are facing downwards on a slope of sort of eighteen degrees, nineteen degrees. Heading towards a still, severe... And there's still no traction at this point. At this point, there isn't traction, but gravity is doing everything now. Oh, my. But that's so, if you, if you, so if you let go of... So as my brother let go of the brake, gra there is no accelerator applied. Gravity is, is going to pull you. But yeah. at the end of this maybe 50-meter run down, there's a severe hairpin corner... Oh, With, guess what, another drop-off at the end. Oh, gosh. Now, will we make the braking? So, <laughs> we evidently did. But it was hairy and hairpinny up. It was hairy and hairpinny down. The Ranger... For, so, when we were doing the turnaround, this Ranger, who, uh, who had the proverbial balls of steel... Yeah found enough space in his Toyota Hilux with, with snow tires and chains on it to go around my brother's car. Oh my God. So, <laughs> can you believe this? Can you believe this? It's so it, it's where we're having difficulty turning it around. He found space to go around it. Oh my God. And he very kindly followed us all the way down. He said, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to make sure you get down. And... Again, very surprising. Two hairpins later, we're on yeah. road with no snow on it. Right. So it was by that time we're back to normal. So what was this ranger's name? Did you get his name? No, uh, no. Uh, oh. Gabriel. Gabriel. Angel Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> I hasn't a guess. Oh. Gabriel. He 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 sounds like a like a like a like a Sylvester Stallone sort of character. Just sort of. Yeah, he was he was like he was he was. Uh, 
he was almost uh, he's almost chillax to the to the to the point of blase he's like yeah we'll get you down he's no and, and to be really very honest it was his confidence that was more than anything keeping my brother going because i'm That's telling great. you yeah. that was a severe severe spot and i don't i personally don't think i could have dealt with it the way he dealt dealt with it um i'm not used to driving front wheel drive cars up <laughs> not up anywhere <laughs> but, no, but that, um, and that's a real shout out for the murray park rangers the one absolutely of the absolutely salute salute the guy that not only knew what to do but also knew how to um you know uh, basically put off the right amount of confidence to encourage people to to get down the hill safely which is incredible which is very very important isn't it that's as important as knowing what to do is knowing how to exude the right level of understanding and 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 maturity right here's the downside the downside mm. is you've got people so capable like that yeah we, we were wondering why had they not closed that road yeah why had they not put up a barrier people are, are clearly really very capable so 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 what happened after that? So you managed to get to a point where you encountered traction again. Um, and no snow, uh, Shazad. There was this no is the weird thing. The snow, yeah. it just catch it. It's like you go from no snow to mm. instant snow in yeah. one or two hairpin turns, yeah. Yeah. which I suspect may have caught a lot of people out. Yeah. And, and it clearly did. It clearly did. And I, 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 I can only imagine there must have been more than one route up the hill yep. because I don't see I don't see I there were reports there were a hundred thousand tourists who yep. uh, got up there perhaps they got up there beforehand or perhaps they were going up but there must have been an alternative because one car couldn't make it up there um, yeah. uh, and, and we found that out we found out the limits of the car well, we found this, out the limits of this whole episode that you just described I mean you talked about 25 minutes just to turn the car around I mean in total how long were you there stuck on this on the side of this road well, this is just it. We weren't stuck until that point, and yeah. we weren't stuck after that point. This yeah. it just took us totally by surprise. Yeah. It was well, how long was Twenty five minutes. We turned around and we came down the hill. Wow! And during that uh, time, you didn't see any other cars going up that hill. No, other than this Ranger, no other cars. Zero cars. Zero <laughs> cars passed us. So all so so this so these reports of all these cars having gone to Murray then got stuck and completely snowed under and then tragically people dying. Where and how did that happen? The, what I'm thinking is there must be more. A there must be one more route. There must be an additional route, and I th I think there is. But mainly, I suspect people had already arrived there. Right. And roads the snowing has happened between them arriving there, there and us getting there and then for, for right. further severe snow right but certainly but where i went it was important tail end of this and you encountered the edge of that snow as it was happening further up the hill I, I, I personally think we got really lucky not just with the ranger yeah. being there i think we got we basically had a warning shot yeah. we, we had enough snow that we couldn't make it but not enough that we were stranded right um, yeah. And uh, we had this warning, sort of a warning shot from God, and we turned around, we came down, and I, you've obviously seen my Facebook posts, I posted a lot of pictures uh, uh, post the event of us looking really happy and relieved. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, like, oh my God. So like, uh, 
um, uh, doing doing shopping binges where we would never do shopping. Binges. My, my mother stopped to buy, I don't know, 15 shawls from a, a sort of like this, this instant gushing of uh, sort of happiness and goodwill. You know, you know, you might buy a shawl on the on the roadside, but not fifteen of them. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, it, so I I posted those photos, and uh, I, once again, one of the things I do regret is not taking any photos of us being stuck. Yeah. Um, or um, but the story in itself hasn't it hasn't and will not leave me for a long time. That that was a seriously problematic. So two on your on your automotive side, two things. Get a Toyota Hilux with snow tires and and, and uh, snow chains. It will well, climb you know, anything. Well, the Seemingly, it will climb anything. Well, the Toyota Hilux would have done it even without the snow chains because it would have been four-wheel drive. And those things can just scamper around anywhere. So the snow chains probably gave him the ability to delicately dance around your car. But yeah. you know, even without them, he probably, he probably could still have driven up that road. The second thing is... If you buy a crossover vehicle, know that it's just a crossover vehicle. It's yeah. really good for school runs. It's really good yeah. for getting shopping. It's really good for city driving. It's really good to go out in the sticks. But when you get to the sticks, park at the side of the road and walk into the forest. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what yeah. I would say. Exactly. Yeah. No, those, you say those things are designed for school runs and shopping trips and commuting. They're not designed to go adventuring when you know things yeah, can and, get. Yeah, and, and 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 I don't think they make any pretenses about that. But no, no, it's that false. <laughs> it's, it's that false sense of security for a second that I felt. And the third thing is that my brother is now convinced he needs a Land, Land Rover Defender. <laughs> 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 and, and 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 has been watching your review relentlessly for the past two or three days <laughs> and that's not a plug he genuinely has been trying to work out what color to get etc etc my goodness so, no no if anything if anything teaches you if anything teaches you that you would you actually need a proper four by four it's 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 an event like that yeah it's well, not it's, it's not it's not about being stuck in a ditch it's about being stuck on the side of a mountain with your lives yeah. in peril i mean how often does it actually snow in islamabad city itself I don't believe it does. I think maybe even if it does, it doesn't settle. I mean, I've got, I've gone for walks maybe three or four weeks ago when um, yeah. there's a lot of there's frost. It's very frosty in the morning. Yeah, um, yeah. It rains quite a lot here, and the rains have kind of stopped as of yesterday morning. Yeah. I think there's a lull for about a week at least, and it's 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 quite it's quite sunny. It gets you know up to about 17 degrees in the middle of winter, but which is quite good for here apparently. Um, but I, I haven't heard of it snowing in Islam, but. Um, yeah. I did ask around. They said no, it doesn't generally. But you can see the snow on on the distant hills. So how? Um, and then snow in Murray then. Hello. Hello. How often does it snow in Murray? I would imagine it snows quite a lot because we're talking like tips of very very high hills here. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you. I'm sure you get the, sort of that light snow. But we are midwinter so, right now. So that begs the question. Is that why haven't they got preparations for this sort of thing then? If it does snow up there, and if they maybe they would have had similar conditions in the past, although I guess this was obviously an extreme situation, but surely, like the barriers around the edge of the road, for example, are absolutely surely they're the absolute bare minimum. You know? I, I, I think I think you've you've actually very conveniently hit the nail on the head there. One of the bit what you're talking about has been. Okay, let me put it this way. It's taken a very severe event. I, I heard that five foot of snow fell in one day, which is a record. Five foot. Um, okay. Wow. 
what five foot of snow in one day, um, which is why people were trapped in their cars and frozen in their cars, and people have died. Poor people. I mean, like I, I, I you know, I, I'm very, um, I, my my heart shrinks in size when I watch this video video coverage. I tend not to watch these things. Yeah, I, I get I, I get a broken heart very very easily. Yeah. Um, so so it, what what I'm hearing is even the number of people that have said that have died it far exceeds people are still as of today being pulled out of cars so oh. there are figures sort of like i've heard figures of 16 people then 20 people then perhaps many many more i mean so it's taken such a severe fall of snow such loss of life for people to actually complain why aren't the murray road driving conditions and the barriers and 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 sort of like the civic um, structure, infrastructure, yeah. loads of very famous politicians have now got involved um, quite seriously and quite earnestly. But once again, it takes, it takes loss of life and a large loss of life for people to, to, to get the point. Um, uh, really kind of, uh, not only is it sad, but it's a little bit disastrous if you think of, you know, the path that the country is on and in terms of what it's trying to achieve economically and financially if you are in a situation where you have these beautiful places such as Murray Islamabad and the surrounding mountains and hills and you can therefore very easily attract tourism but you cannot ensure the safety of those tourists you're fundamentally failed in what you're trying to achieve I, I suspect one of the reasons Murray hasn't got that civic uh, planning is it's uh, I don't want to criticize uh, any p particular place, but if you go to a tired old sort of beach pier in, in, in England anywhere, I, I tend not to go, I just find these places tired, old, decrepit, forgotten, they, they, may, they may have glowed a hundred years ago, but no more. Uh, it, it has that kind of cachet in this part of the world. Murray is very attractive, but it's attractive to, to, to people who sort of like the 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 normal everyday holiday maker who can't afford to drive, who can't afford to take a flight out of the country or go to Karachi, they, their thing, their, their thrill is, well, why don't we go up into a hill station? So yeah. one, of, one of the big problems you have generally in most places in the world is, is, is uh, until people, um, I don't know if it's a class thing, but uh, it's, it seems that until there is a loss of life, people don't take things seriously. And the infrastructure in Islamabad is fundamentally amazing. It's, it's really, really great. The roads are clean. They're really smooth. They're really well signposted, sign better than places in, in the Western world, to, in many, many places. Um, but the infrastructure does let itself down when you head out. I mean, there is obviously some... I went to the Pakistan monument, which mm. is... Again, I was surprised. Really well maintained and clean. There's a fabulous museum in there. I think I sent photos of sort of 600 grocer that's parked in there and a, and a, and a Rolls Royce that's used by government um, officials. So everything's really well maintained. It's really nice. It's really surprising. But I think Murray is one of those critical letdown points. And whilst I'm here, it's it sort of... It, uh, Sort of God has pointed his finger this way, thrown a lot of snow here. You know, a lot of people have passed away. And now, something hopefully good will come out of that. That's probably. Uh, you think um, it will, that something will happen? Do you think that they're going to make appropriate changes in terms of safety and and uh, uh, an an, act, an, act, an action point in case there's I, a way like this emerge again in the future? 
I absolutely think they will. I think it's, you can't ignore these things. Uh, people, are, people do generally have fickle memories. But one of the things I do enjoy about being in Pakistan this time is I find that when it comes to civic amenities and when it comes to, um, it, well, which must, which must lead down from government participation, private participation, well, and, and, and by the way, this is something that I, w I will mention. When, when money is not spent by the government, you'll find plenty of really civic-minded people, private individuals, both rich and not rich, who will do something about it, whether it's painting murals throughout Karachi to beautify Karachi, or, or you know, setting up beautiful handicraft shops in Islamabad, because these are not necessarily government projects, these are private projects. People want yeah. genuinely to beautify where they're living. They want people to come, and, and they, they're, they're, you know, I'm, I'm very, very surprised about that. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm actually a very critical human being, as you very well know. <laughs> I jump on things. I jump on things before I, I, I compliment them. But I'm very surprised people are very, very motivated here. And if this has happened in, in Murray, I personally don't think it's going, the situation will stay the same. I think things will improve. I genuinely think that. If they don't, that's a massive shame. But I, I seem to uh, have this really nice gut feeling that something good will come out of this. Um, well, uh, Hope so. I mean, a lot of people have died, unfortunately, in this occurrence. So yeah, I hope that uh, they will learn from this and you know yeah, apply and, this. Yeah, and and although this is not this is not the forefront of it, Murray has become an extremely dirty and trash um, um, sort of uh, uh, sort of almost a garbage dump um, uh, compared to what it was. It's really surprising and alarming because I mean, again, you know going back into my distant memory of 25, 30 years ago and trying to remember, it was quite a pretty little village when we went up there. It was, it was quite nicely presented and everything. And you're, and you're telling me it's even worse now. That's, that's, yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's, it's, 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 it's a very, yeah, it's, I mean, you really can't escape trash wherever you go in Pakistan. It's one of the things, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a massive pet peeve. I think as a, a nation of people collectively, we need to get very self-disciplined about our personal responsibilities. I think people here tend to be very self-minded. Like, I'll, I'll keep my little space clean, but forget everyone else. Yeah, and, yeah, I see that a lot, yeah. And, and, and that's really just a disgusting attitude, mm. you know. It's just a disgusting attitude. Uh, there are plenty of good things about um, people here. That is not one of them. And that, in my opinion, that 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 needs to wash itself out of the system. You know, uh, you, you take your nationality seriously, you take your country seriously, you take your culture seriously, or take your spaces seriously. And as I say, there are individuals, private individuals. Forget forget the government side. Government, you know, whether you agree or not, is whether it's doing a good job or not. Put that to side. But there are private individuals who really go out of their way sure to beautify more than just their personal spaces. They'll, uh, I think you've, you must have driven down around Karachi and seen murals, and I'm not yeah. talking about graffiti stuff. This, yeah. is, this, is, this is sort of like we've just realized that we but really it, do need to tidy up. The situation, though, is, is terrible. I mean, to be honest, like, I mean, the way you're describing Islamabad, I cannot describe Karachi. I mean, the infrastructure, yes, I mean, now it's got these, you know, very modern shopping malls. You've got tons of places to eat, which are very nice places to eat. Um, but if you look at the road and the traffic and and stuff like that, Karachi in particular. I, I feel that it's worse than when I went 14 years ago. 
It definitely is. It's much dirtier. I was there for 10 days, even though I couldn't get to see you. It's, yeah. it's, 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 well, it suffers from, you know, an increased population. You're going to get, you know, the same, you're going to get more people in the same space. Guess what? You know, affluence yeah. leads to effluence. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that is what it is. There's more money. There's, there's more people. There's more trash. Yeah. And until, and, and, uh, you know, local governments and, uh, can, can make all the facilities available, but if as a human being, as if people were not disciplined yeah, to exactly. throw our trash in a bin, yeah. then it doesn't matter what people do. I mean, I, I've seen bins in Karachi that have got more trash around them than they've got in them. Throw it at the bin rather than in the bin. Yeah, yeah people throw it at the bin rather than in the yeah. bin. So yeah. very nicely said, very, very nicely said. So I'm not here to complain. I, I, um, I think. So, 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 so finally, then bringing this back again to the near-death episode in in Murray and the recent experience there, and in light of how it tragically ended, you know, for, in the case of so many other people, what have you learned from this? How has it affected you personally? Uh, I, I've had a few hairy moments in my life, so I kind of I've dealt with it in, in, with with a slightly more measured attitude. Actually, uh, I, I've uh, uh, well, I vowed never to go to Murray in snow. <laughs> That's probably why. I'm I'm solidly on my brother's case to get a uh, a four by four for this part of the world. I think four, and as you know, I don't believe in four by fours. I think I've had this conversation with you. I'm very non four by four person, and actually, yeah. I'm kind of seeing the merits of these uh, of this type of vehicle. Because no, you know, like, like in the Middle East, for example, in that part of the world, you do see real benefits of having a four by four. You really do see the advantage of doing that. I do, I do. I'm going back to your brother's choice of a new Defender. I, I am a little bit concerned that it might have proven to be. A, if he had had that. He would have made it up the hill, but it would be quite a wide vehicle to get up that hill. Um, everything is retrospective. All, all uh, um, one of the things, as we, I mean, we saw so many people, we know that so many people passed away. You know, most people that go up to Murray go up in Suzuki Rascals and tiny, uh, exactly. you know, exactly. that, and, what, and, I, and I'm thinking, what chance do they have? Yeah. So if we're talking in terms of vehicles, you know, uh, or, or, you know, always, just like your clothes, you pick a pro clothes appropriate to, to the weather. Yeah, but don't your vehicle has to be appropriate to your environment. But don't forget that sometimes small light cars actually are a little bit more capable in rougher conditions than, than bigger cars with only front wheel drive. By the way, I'll just respond to the DS collection who's asking, where are you? Uh, just to let them know that you are actually in Islamabad and we have been discussing the incidents, the tragic incidents that occurred in Murray last week because you were actually up that hill at that moment and you had a pretty hairy experience yourself. Hello to Salman as well, who's just joined us. So, yeah, so go on. What were you saying about how this impacted you personally? So, well, what I was saying is uh, you're quite right that small cars sometimes um, can be a little bit more maneuverable. Hang on, we had five foot of snow in one day. Yeah. And these cars were snowed under. And um, listen, you can you can be in a tank and still and and still you know uh, be stuck. That's that's not the issue. But if you're asking me what lesson I learned, I learned well. Hang on, have the have the right gear in the right conditions in the right environment. 
Fortunately, I was wearing boots. I was wearing Timberland boots. I, I had a little bit of traction when I was trying to push my car, my brother's car out of the snow. But I normally wear Converse. I always, as most people know, I just constantly yeah. wear Converse all the time. Yeah. I would have had no, no chance. So at least appropriate PPE, yeah. appropriate car for the right, yeah. you know, right, right environment, right weather, right, etc. So that that is actually at the forefront of my mind. That that actually is something I never think about. Uh, but in this particular instance, stuck up the side of a mountain, almost at the very top of a mountain, on a huge gradient, in slippery conditions, with snow. I would have had. I'd like to have had something more substantial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, gosh, that, that that's the least of concern. But anyway, that that is one of those lasting thoughts. Is um, and we'll see see where my brother takes that uh, by <laughs> by his next next car choice. Be interesting to see where he gets. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, good to good to hear from you. Anyway, good to know that you've made it back. Good to know that you're alive and well. And I can't wait till you get back here. Well, you come back at the end of the month, right? I'll be back at the end of the month, and uh, we will uh, get on with our antics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ford, dear, mate. All right, man. All right. Thanks. All the best to the family and all. Loving the lo loving the Ford Mac review. Is it Mac One review? Uh, I have my own thoughts about it. I'll give them to you in person. <laughs> I wait right. with not so bated breath. Yeah. <laughs> the slowest, fastest car in the world. <laughs> the thing is, 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 the thing is, you're feeling as cool at 10 miles per hour as you would be at 160 miles per hour. In well, that that's that, 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 that's. That, I know what that. I know what that's about. I know what that's about. So, so well done. <laughs> All right, man. All right, take care, buddy. Take care. Bye. Bye. A big shout out and thanks to Jay Williams over at AirTechnic who are my top tier sponsors. Check them out for exhaust, brakes, suspension and even body kits. Also, much appreciation to my tier 4 sponsors Muhammad Ali Umaid and Tom Conway Gordon. And of course, all of these other guys who have joined me on Patreon. Without their support, I can't be creating the content that I am doing. Perhaps you can join them. Head over to patreon.com forward slash browncarguy. Even if you can't do that, make sure you're subscribing and sharing this channel, which of course is youtube.com forward slash browncarguy. Car Guy. Also subscribe to browncarguy.com and follow me on all the socials. Just search for my hashtag, which of course is hashtag browncarguy.